Alright, sports fans, here we are, back again. I am your host, Mark Gray. Uh, the normal cast and crew is not here at the time, but we will be doing our normal uh, barbershop a little bit later on this evening with uh, with Damar Johnson, who is currently at practice, and our producer, A1. They'll be by later, so have no, fret, have no fear, our regular uh, barbershop fans. We will be doing that, but we do have the privilege today by being joined by... 11-year NBA vet, Harvey Grant. How you doing today, buddy? Uh, thanks, thanks, Mark. It's just so good to be here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> been, been playing catch-up for a while. It's been, it's been great to uh, get you on the show and really looking forward to a chance to talk to you about, you know, your NBA journey and uh, and everything. So it's going to be a lot of fun talk about all things uh, basketball, your career, and uh, and just about everything, you know, hoops. And catch up with you, let people know what you've been going through, how your, how your career and everything, such, such and such. So... You, for those people who don't know, this is Harvey Harvey Grant and the twin brother of Horace Grant. <laughs> right. <laughs> How often do people mistake you guys for each other on a daily? Is that something you run into regularly? Every day, every day, uh, almost every day of my life, man. But you know, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good. Have you ever met a fan and just let them believe that you were Horace Grant? Who said something to you? Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing they ask me, you know, where's your rings at? And then I'm like, okay, you know, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's funny. They say, ask where the rings are, and you just say, you got me. You got me. <laughs> that, that, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, your brother Horace got the chance to play along the likes of, I mean, when you sit there and think about it, Michael and Scotty. Uh, after that, Shaq and Penny. Yep. Uh, after that, Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you got a chance to play with some great dudes. Did you ever think to yourself, like, would have been nice to have that type of uh, squad? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, but, you know, with, uh, you know, I tell people, if I was playing with Shaq and Kobe, Shaq and Penny, Mike and Scotty, and those those type of guys, I'd have had four rings too. Yeah, you know, I'd have had four too. But, you know, uh, on another note, you know, Horace, you know, he earned, you know, he earned, uh, you know, those rings and, you know, I'm happy for him, but I would just have to, like, just gotten one of them, man. Just one ring. <laughs> <laughs> Does he remind you that you don't have any on a regular basis? Ah, uh, quite often. Yeah, yeah, quite, quite, quite often, quite often. But you know what? I played with two uh, Hall of Famers also. I played with uh, Bernard King, mm -hmm. Alan Iverson. Played, you played with Iverson? Yeah. And, and what, it probably would have been your last year in Philly? Yep, yep, yep. So I played with two Hall of Famers also. So. That is true. <laughs> uh, at different points in their career. Right. Bernard King, for a lot of people, I, I watched the, um, I, when I was younger, I remember Bernard King here at the Wizards who was, he was still a good scorer, but nowhere close to what he was in his prime. I ended up catching the 30 for 30 ESPN did on, uh, I think it was a Burton Ernie. Yes. And, yep. and I saw that, I had no idea. Oh, man. Oh, like, yeah. I had no idea. Oh, they was good. And they was good. I, I had was no good. idea he was that an elite of a score and like that he was just a, a scoring machine. How good do you think Bernard King would have been if it weren't for the knee injury? Oh, we'd have, we'd have been talking about one of the all time greats, all time great. Yeah, I think he, if he hadn't got you know uh, blew his knee out. But I tell you what, on one knee he was still you know better than yes, seventy five yes. percent of the the, uh, the people at the time that, that was in the league. Yeah, so I mean, you just ask yourself, like, man, how how good could he have been, and, you know, if if it weren't for those, uh, if it weren't for those injuries, that's that that's just amazing. But yeah, so you, and what what about uh, Iverson when you played with a young Allen Iverson? Did you did you know that this that that was the career that he was going to have, just greatness as soon as you saw him? Yeah, I, when I first got there, you know, I was the 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 the, the old dude on the team, mm -hmm. so to speak, and uh, I tell you what, when he got to 
when he got to practice, whenever, you know, when he practiced, he gave 110%, man. You know, and then we all saw that. One, he say, say that one more time because that's what DJ tries to tell us. And a lot of people are going to accuse DJ of being biased because that's one of his closest friends. But say that one more time about Iverson in practice because oh, people just don't believe it. Yeah, once 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 he he, he got to practice, mm -hmm. I, gave, I guarantee you, I've seen it. You know, I'm there. He gave 110%. That guy would not, I'm telling you, you know how some people want to take, you know, take a little practice off here or, you know, once you in practice, not go hard. Oh man, he in every drill, he's going hard. So that's why I I I respect that about him, man. That, that's that's funny. I didn't even. So what would that have been? Iverson's about what second or third year? Well, Maybe even I, first. No, it, it was his uh, probably third. I think it was his third year. I think it was his third. Okay, so he was already coming. So do you feel like he got a bum rap and a lot of the you know the talk about him is just overhyped? About not not on the court, but I mean all the negative publicity that he had he's gotten him being such a, a teen cancer and all of that. Man, that, that I'm I'm telling you, you know, I, I'm there and I, I and and I lived it and I saw it mm -hmm. and I was around it every day. This guy would give you the shirt off his back. This guy would go to bat for you. This guy was one of the nicest guys I ever met you know but you know you hear stuff in the media and and people saying this and that but I'm telling you what what I've seen and, and what I've lived it's one of the best human beings that that, that you can be around I, I I have to agree with you more and I, I I'm glad I, I couldn't agree with you more and I'm glad that you said that because we've been saying that and I agree with you you hear all this stuff and I and the, the part about him giving the shirt off your back that is 100% true. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, he, he's a lot more uh, friendlier. He's friendlier than people give him credit for. Yeah, and, no and, people, and people think about it. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to go back. This is right about now. You talk about NBA. You talk about genes. You have a serious gene pool there. You have three sons, four sons. Three of them have already, your oldest one is um, playing overseas. Yeah. He's playing overseas. He had a, a great college career. And then you have two, you had a son that's on the Bulls. Yes. And then you have a son that is on the Thunder. Correct. So you got some proud kids coming up. And you, you, know, you had something that you were proud of, right? So right about now, every single time I turn on my television, and I'm sure you're the same, we see one LeVar Ball. Who just cannot stop talking about his kids <laughs> and how great they're going to be and and, and and have what have you? What what are your thoughts about that? Just as a whole, and did you ever feel like doing something like that with your kids? No, no, that's 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 not how you know I was raised, or or, or you know I never want to you know even though I'm so proud of my kids, mm -hmm. I'm so proud of what what they have uh, accomplished, but. You know, to brag on your kid, oh, my kid is the best and this and that. See, first of all, I would never tell anybody how to raise their kid or how to parent right, their kid. Right. Know, that's not my place. But, you know, you've been around sports all your life, mm -hmm. and so have I. Cream always rises to the top. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get in there and blow it and stir it up. It, you know, if, it, if, if it's supposed to rise, it's going to rise. So my, my thing is, if I, you know, if, if your kid, you know, if your son or daughter... Is if they are that good, all the accolades and everything is going to come. You don't have to get out there and scream and shout and you know, you know, and you know, say whatever. It will come. And I and I think you know maybe he's doing you know his kid just a little injustice. Do you think? Here's my thought. I believe 
that by naming certain places by name as well, like a Steph Curry and <laughs> LeBron James, isn't he just putting a bigger target on his kid? Like, do you think that the first time he plays Golden State, Steph Curry's not going to go out of his way to make sure he gives him 30 <laughs> and make sure that there's no misunderstanding about who's better? You know, uh, and the first time he plays LeBron James, you think LeBron doesn't want to send a message to his father? And the thing is, is that all these people are going to be wanting to send messages to his father, but his father's not on the court. Exactly, and that's, that's why, you know, they, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna come back on on, on his son, you know, and and I I take for instance just like uh, a few years ago, maybe more than a few years ago, when uh, Jeremy Lamb when he was in New York, and he, you know, he came out, you know, doing his thing and they think, you know, the media, oh, he's the he's the next uh, Allen Iverson or whatever, top five point guard, yo, maybe yeah, top two, yeah, off yeah. of one week's worth of play, you're right, and then you know what. He had there. He had had that bullseye on his back, and then I've seen guys go at him so hard, you know, picking him up from 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 the time he get off the bus <laughs> until the time he get on the bus. And it, and in the NBA, you know, guys didn't do that. But you know, once you think, you know, when people put that bullseye on you, they going after you. Now I think that's going to happen to uh, the the ball kid. I wish I wish our producer A one was here because I remember. You remember Lynn Sandy, as you see the the the, um, the wall behind us with the Sports Illustrated, you know that I'm a historic historian of the game. <laughs> Jeremy Lin was on three SI covers in a row, three weeks in a row. Wow, he was on the cover. Of, <laughs> now think about it, there's people who have never made the cover of ESPN. Yeah. He was uh, Sports Illustrated. He was on the cover three weeks in a row, and our producer A one, he was one of the Lynn Sandy ma uh, maniacs, and I, he was going. And I remember, you know, it'd be 25, 20, 25, a game winner here, and and it was just Lynn Sandy everything and I remember specifically telling him I said man wait till he plays these boys wait mm -hmm. till he plays these guys and I kid you not first time I ever seen Rajon Rondo gave him a triple double in the first <laughs> half he came out in the second half and gave him another no. triple double another triple double yeah. triple doubles in birth half Darren Williams who nobody even had heard from in years mm -hmm. decides comes out the blue and gives him like 40 yep. Chris I, Paul I, gives I, him yeah. a triple double and I said man that's the media put this on him yeah I, I remember when they played Miami Charmer picked him up like I said, from the time he got off the bus until the time he he went back on the bus, and I, I for me, I don't think that's fair to to a kid to put that that kind of pressure, that bullseye on him, you know, because in you know, playing in the NBA, it's tough, you know, it's, it's tough enough. Yeah, but, right, right. But, but once you you know put that bullseye on your kid or whoever, man, they coming after you. And the crazy thing is that in all the interviews I've seen, his son is actually rather quiet. And hasn't said too much of anything. Right. And and, and he can ball. Yeah. You know, and he can ball. So I don't think he needed more pressure. Because, right. you know, once once you in the say you top five pick, the pressure's gonna be on you. Already. Absolutely. Already. Especially anyhow he ends up on the Lakers. Oh yeah, now that's that's another if, if he ends up on the Lakers and his dad's popping up talking about Kobe and Magic and his son, you know, in the same <laughs> breath, and championships, and then that sooner or later, yes, like that. Chill out, man. I can't. I can't. This enough is enough around here. Right, you know? right. And, and the younger ones, I mean, they're so young. We have no idea what they're going to be. Who say they'll make it? They'll even come close to the NBA. Yeah, you, you never know. You know, you know. And like I said earlier, it's it's you shouldn't put that kind of added pressure on your on your kids because you know it's going to be a lot lot more pressure out there. So speaking about with your kids growing up. Was that when did you realize that your kids had a chance to be that elite level of basketball and have NBA careers? So, Mark, I, I used to, I used to take 
my my kids to to practice with me. I used to take them. Uh, you know, they used to go to games and they used to be ball boys. They used to play one on one with uh, you know my teammates and stuff like that. So I, for me, I never pressured them into you know into it. But they they was around it you know their whole life. And then next thing I knew, you know, they wanted to you know be a basketball player. I'm like, well, do you really want to be it? Because I can help you get there. But you know, it's not going to be fun and games. And and they like, yeah, we I want to do it. I want to do it. I said, what age was that? Ooh. Or grade, or you know, roughly. Oh, uh, we talking about middle school, probably, high school, middle school, middle school. Yeah, middle school. And it it has been times that that they didn't they didn't like me when we got home because you know we would practice and we would practice we would practice, and I think that kind of. My oldest son, that kind of rubbed off on the other kids too. You know, they saw him practicing and getting good. They were like, "Well, you know, you know, Dad, I want to do this too." But once, once they start, once they fell in love with the game, it was a wrap. You know, and and you can tell if if somebody wants it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you got a, if you you got class at uh, eight o'clock high school. This is like high school. You got class at eight o'clock. But you getting up out of your bed at six, going to work out, then going to class, and then after after school you in the gym first, and then you got practice, and then you stand after practice. That's when you that's when you know if they want it or not. And, and you got to make sure it's they want it, not that you want it. Right, they, they, right, they, they, right. They want it. You know, a, a, a lot of a lot of people want to live through their kids, mm -hmm. and, and, and but you know, I can just want to speak for my kids. They. They love the game. You know, it, it's very p few people out there that really, really love it. I can say I love it, but I don't want to put the work in. Right. You know, oh, I love basketball. You know, I love this. I love that. But if you don't put the work in it, it's, I call it false love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I, I couldn't agree with you more. What's the difference for you being an NBA dad versus being an NBA player? Ah, uh, for me, uh being a player, it it comes with a lot of pressure. You know, you, you you have to perform, you know, each and every night. You know, some nights, you know, it's not gonna be there, but the pressure on you to, you know, perform is is is, is a little bit greater. Being a dad, you know, I you know, you you want your kids to do well and, and you you know, sometime at the beginning you you know Say with their first year, you know, you're a little bit nervous. You want them to do well, and and but you can't get out there and play for them. So they, I've learned that that they have to play through it. You know, if you're good enough, and if you do what you're supposed to do, you'll get through the the the, the rough times. Would you say when you're talking to your sons now, do you find yourself giving them more advice about off the court or on the court? Uh, probably half and half. You know, because uh. You have to, you know, like, like this, for as on the court, you know, you you got to have that confidence. You got to uh, do the right things. You got to get your rest. You got to eat right. You got to do all of those things. You know, so I try to uh, instill in them, you know, about the time I, you know, start to retire. I'm like, you know, you got to take care of your body. You know, if you want to be, you know, great or you want to last a long time in this league, you got to do these things. And, uh, and I, I think they kind of followed so far. Yeah. I mean, the NBA is a rough business and not, you know, there's a lot of twists and turns and, and, you know, and it's a business and, you know, there's a business side of it and, and you just, it, 
it would help be helpful to have a father, an uncle mm-hmm. who you know who played a dozen plus years in this league to know and you know there's going to be a business side just as much as there's going to be about uh playing basketball how do you decide what you're going to watch on a daily basis with with like if the kids if both of them are playing what are you doing what i'm doing okay i got a 65 inch mm-hmm. and then I, I got it on chicago's channel and i got it on OK, okc channel Okay, if the one in Chicago is playing, I'm watching him. So once he go out the game, I flip to OKC, <laughs> <laughs> and once uh, once I watch him, so I I, I go back, back and, and forth, forth, back and forth, man. You find yourself yelling at the television all the time, man. <laughs> all the time, I'm like, what are you doing? You got to shoot the ball or pass or something, man. Being a dad, <laughs> right, 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 right. That's 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 awesome. I mean, that's that's just, and then what? About, and then your son overseas. I mean. <laughs> You just get a chance. I mean, where's he at right now, currently? Oh, uh, Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. What's that like? With just having a relationship with what's that on his mother? I should say, uh, with you know, being on the other side of the world. You know, uh, you know, we talk on the phone. You know, on the what's you know what's what's app, and uh, but he 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 loves it over there, man. He he been over there for like four years now, and and uh, he come home maybe three months out of the year but you know once he gets here you know we, we have a good time but I, I catch his game sometime on on the computer okay okay speaking of what like you said one of your sons is currently on the uh on the thunder so that means he's getting to what front row seat and if you're watching these games to watch russell westbrook oh what do you think about <laughs> what he's done this year with the triple doubles and um just speak on it what do you think about that in all of my years of Basketball, I've never seen anything like it. Nothing, not even like it, you know. And, and you know, one of my favorite players is MJ. But I tell you, I've never seen anything like this. You know, you you have a guy. His motor is like unbelievable, and he's six three. And I I got the chance. I've, I've seen him in in uh, uh, in person a, a whole lot, you know. Right. But one game I went to. When it was maybe three weeks ago in Orlando, and they was playing the uh, they were playing the Magic in Orlando. I think it was down about twelve or something in the fourth quarter, maybe three minutes ago. Anytime the the other the the, the fans on the other team stand up and giving you a standing ovation, <laughs> right? And, and and saying MVP MVP, man, you come on, you can't ask for more than that. Now, me and DJ, we go back and forth about this every <laughs> weekly and we talk about it. And we are, like you, impressed and think that it's amazing what he's doing and his motor. That you can't, no, that's not even up for discussion. That's not up for discussion. But me and DJ kind of think it's bad basketball. Bad basketball? Yeah. Lack uh, of ball movement. No, see, see what, what I look at, what I look at. Okay, I think. Would you want to play with him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think, let me get to the other point. I think if he had more to work with, I don't know if he would average a triple-double. But he has to do so much. Now, if you got a 6'3 guard, 6'3 guard, getting you over 10 rebounds a game, dishing out over 10 assists a game and getting you 30 points, I don't, he, he's sharing, you know. He's sharing, but I think if he had more help, he 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 would probably share a little bit more. He might he might average 
13 assists, Mark. Come on, but, Mark, but Mark. Hold on, hold on. When you say that, you say if he had. Let's say if he say had like a, I don't know, a KD on his team, <laughs> maybe like a Serge Ibaka on his team, maybe like a Reggie Jackson on his team, or maybe even like a, I don't know, the other MVP candidate, James Harden on his team, then he would. But he already had all these players on his team. You know what? And, 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 and I'm not trying to use that as an excuse. He was a little bit younger then. Mm -hmm. He was a little, little bit younger then, still trying to find his way and trying to, uh, uh, you know, trying to find his way. I put it that way. But now, I think you know, once KD left, he said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this organization, this team, on my shoulders, and I'm not going to let us fail, no matter what." Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the mindset that he had from from the time KD left. Until now, but and I couldn't agree with you more. And that's what he goes out there and demonstrates every night. But is that okay for one man to make it? Because what you said is, I, I agree that he said, "I am not going to let us fail." And when you watch the game, you feel like Russell Westbrook is out there making sure that he doesn't let his team down. But at what point is it like, yo, you got help too? But like, you know, over here, you can pass to me. You can let me dribble too. You can let me do right. a little. Like, you don't have right. to do every single thing by yourself. I, you know, I, I agree with that. That that's 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 a good point. But at the same time, who who is he gonna pass it to? I, I, Come I on, think, Mark. I, I told you. I think Mark. I'm a big. We had this discussion early. I I think Cantor is very good, offensively. Right. Well, I right. think Cantor is very good right, offensively. Right, right. He can score. Yeah. He can score. Um, Stephen Adams is a is a garbage man, and mm -hmm. not saying his game is garbage. Right. I mean, right. He right. right. He, offensive he, 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 boys. Offensive he does board. the he does the dirty work. I, I'm not sure he needs any more offensive touches than what he gets. Mm -hmm. I like Victor Oladipo, and I think he's not a spot up shooter, which is probably what um what, what, what he needs. What, what he more needs. like what LeBron has done, but surround himself with shooters galore. Right. Uh, right. But I think Vic is more than capable of creating his own shot. And I think Russell Westbrook has, has reduced him to a, a spot-up shooter, which is not even necessarily his strong point. I mean, this is a kid who, uh, two years in second year in the league, led an NBA team in scoring, which yeah. is, I mean, that's no small feat. Right, so, right, I mean, I, right. I think Oladipo has more to offer. And I just think as a whole, sometimes you watch some of these games and, you, and you'll be like, oh, wow, that guy, uh, Sabonis' son can play. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, you yeah. just say, when you watch, what I see when I watch OKC is a it's him just going a thousand miles an hour at all times, and everybody else kind of just just watching him. Yeah, you know, and 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 sometimes you know I see that too. But then I sit back and I think, okay, if he didn't do that, would they be eleven, twelve games over five hundred? If he said, you know what, I'm going, I'm 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 a scale back my my shooting. And 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 I'm going to see how this thing works. Then if he did that, and then the next thing they know, they are five games under 500. Then all the pressure and all the criticism is going to to is going to Russell. It's not going to uh, you know my son or Victor or Cantor. It's going to be on Russell. So that's why I think he just took the approach. Y'all get on my back. Organization team, get he on my it. back, and we and we gonna roll. And he did it, but I'm just not so sure he needs to carry so much of the load. I, I mean, I, I agree with you 100 percent. To interrupt, uh, DJ, the man who normally occupies that seat, said he <laughs> he didn't know you were gonna be here, and he's sorry that he missed you. Okay, but uh, he, he, you know, he wanted to send send love to Harvey as, as the guy who sits in the seat, and he wants you to know you have this blessing, and he's sorry that he missed you. All right, but um, 
And everything you said is great and accurate and, and very much true. You can't deny his, his ball game and everything. My problem, when I watch it, it'll be what I think. When you watch the close games and it comes down to so many times I'll watch the game with three minutes left. And I, and I feel like you know he's going to lose because the team becomes so one-dimensional, right? And that you know this possession, when you're playing said team, if me, you, and so-and-so, I got to watch Harvey, I got to watch Mark, I got to watch DJ, I got to watch this. When you get the OKC and it's down to two minutes, what play are they about to run? You know what play they're about to run. Uh-huh. Russell Westbrook 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and then next thing you know, the last four trips, the game that was once tied at 92, the last four trips down the court, it's just been Russell, 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 and it's now 92-96, and you haven't gotten a bucket. Right, right. But you know what? It's, do you see that? Yeah, I, I do. I, I'm, I'm about to explain to you. I do. I do. I, I, I see that, and you have sometimes, you know, in a situation like that, you have to take the good with the bad, you know? You, you know, there's you know, some good in it, and there's some bad in it, but... If you if you are twelve games, eleven games, twelve games, I don't know what they are. Over five hundred, that's that's a lot of good. You yeah, know, you know, in between, there's some bad in there, Mark. It's some bad. Mm-hmm. But if you twelve, eleven, twelve games over five hundred, I you know I, I I'll take the mark. I'll like, take that mark. You honestly sit here and tell. I'm gonna ask you now, and I'm gonna ask oh. you after you leave because I think I'm gonna get a different answer once the cameras off. You honestly say you sit there and you watch Russell Westbrook play and you say I would like to play with that guy. He averaged over ten assists a game, so it means he's sharing the ball. He's sharing that's the ball. Is that what that means? Yeah, come on, Mark, Mark, oh, Mark. Yes. yes. Okay. So you say yes. You you say yes. I I would like to play with a guy who just yeah. Yeah. goes up and down the court. No, you know what? It's more than that though, because if he averaged four assists or five assists, I'd be like, okay, now nah, it's something ain't right. But he averaging over ten assists. Now that's that's a tough feat in 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 our league. To average over ten assists and ten rebounds and thirty over thirty points, come on, man, come on, Mark. So then, then lead us into this question because there's another guy over there who's supposedly running the point guard in Houston, who, which would be James Harden, and his numbers are also equally ridiculous. I think he's around thirty points and eleven mm-hmm. or twelve yeah. assists, and you know he's at eight rebounds eight. a game instead of whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Who? And then there's a guy in San Antonio, Kawhi Leonard, who gets no attention whatsoever. Yeah. Who would you have for your MVP this year? I, you know, for me, for me, I've, you know, either one of those guys, you know, could be MVP. But I tell you what, it's a guy in Cleveland, right? If he wanted to be MVP, he could be MVP every year. See, that, that, that's my but. Like, you think this whole thing about triple? You think LeBron could? If his goal was to average a triple double, you yo, think LeBron could do that with Le, ease? LeBron would be if he wanted to. Right. He would be MVP every year. But, you know, and I, and I tell my friends, we all got all the time about this. I'm like, if LeBron wanted to average a triple-double, he could probably do it in sleep. Thank you. He can do it in sleep. Thank you. But our expectation is so much higher for LeBron than than any other player. You know, if he come out and have a triple-double, we're like, oh, okay, that ain't nothing. But if somebody else come out and have, oh, wow. But my MVP vote would hands down go to Russell. Really? Because, think about this. If you put James Harden, Steph Curry, uh, KD, or Kawhi Leonard on the Thunder team, and you take Russell Hall, and one of them guys is heading up the team, you think they'd be 11 or 12 games over? Well, we've seen KD 
run that team without Westbrook when he was hurt, and he did, and he did, he did just fine for himself. I'm talking about did the team, what the team doing good? I don't, I don't know. I, I can't. Yeah, they, they, they did fine. Black, well, somebody out there, let me know what that what their record was. Somebody will get back to me and let me know what their record was the year that Russell Westbrook was out and KD was on the team by himself. But he did fine. Westbrook, well, is, Westbrook is a one-man show. But, but he had a team sport. Oh, okay, but he had, he had I think, he, Ibaka, he yeah. had Ibaka and those guys. Russell, right now, doesn't have those guys. You have to think about it. You put, you think Steph could do that? On that team, so there's a debate. Weigh in on that one, Steph Curry versus. What do you think of Steph, like as an NBA player? Are you not blown away by his shooting pros? Unbelievable. Nothing like I've, I've seen nothing. Nothing like, like, like that, no, right? No, nothing like it. Nothing like it. <laughs> his ability <laughs> to, to just create off the dribble, shoot from anywhere. I've seen nothing like it. And the only thing closest to it would be Clay Thompson, his teammate. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. So I, yeah. weigh in on the Steph Curry, Steph Curry versus Russell Westbrook debate. For us, like, uh, if you picking a team, Harvey Grant has first pick in the draft, and you have to build your team. You take Steph Curry, or you take Russell Westbrook for for one year, or for yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not projecting how long oh, okay. their careers are going to be. I just at the both of them at the height of their their game. And this year, this year, predict particularly, particularly, just who, just who they are. Who would you, who would you rather have? You know, for me, it's just something about. Westbrook, I mean, yo, he, hey Mark, I'm telling you, this, yo, it's something about, you know what? He remind me of a like a, uh, he got some Kobe in him, he got some MJ. He does have, he, he got, he, he got, he got that, no, that kill mad that. dog instinct, right. like you know what? I'm, I'm, hey, we're not gonna lose. I'm, we, we gonna win. We gonna go to the playoffs. We gonna make some noise. He's that type of alpha dog, and I like that in a player. You know, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I like that in a player. So if I had to choose now. Yeah, I, I got to go with. Uh, I call him an alien because I don't think he's from this earth. Yeah, and I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I just, in, you know, and what do you see when you see Steph Curry playing? Oh man, I see one the, the, the best shoot I ever seen. I see, you know, he got a little, he got a little edge to him too. You know, he does. Don't don't let the little smile yes, fool you know. Yes, yes, you know, he has you know, a little I, swag in him too. I played against his father. His father can shoot, but it's nothing like what 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 he does. And he got a little edge to him, and I, and, and, and I like that. I like that. He's he's he. I agree with you. He definitely has a lot more edge than uh, than people the people give, 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 him, yeah. give him credit to. And you, who was the best point guard you feel like you ever played with? Uh, probably Ross Strickland. Back oh back. my goodness, man! One of the most underrated players in NBA history. Has to be the best player to never play in an All Star game. No question. And I think you know that's ridiculous. It's right? Ridiculous. He led the league in assists, and you know, one year, and you know, we had you know a decent year, and not make the All Star. Come on, man. You know, come on. He, how, do you, how do you think Rod would fare against these? Because right now, the point guard, the point guard position is stacked in the NBA right now. It, I mean, it, it is. There's, there's some great point guards out there. How do you think Rod would fit in today's? Oh, I think he'd do fine, man. Because Rod know one thing: he know how to get to the rack, man. You know, you know, you you can back up on it. He gonna get to the rack. And uh, now that you know, you can't hand check. You know, if you don't hand check Rod, he he, he gonna get to the cup. So I think he he he, he would have been fine. Where does the Wizards' current point guard, John Wall, where does he fit in this? Because, you know, locally, they'll say he's an MVP-type player, top three point guard, and whatever the case may be. That's locally. Where do you think, in a league with the likes of Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving, Westbrook, Curry, Damian Lillard, where does John Wall fit in that mix to you? You know what? He's, in my opinion, he's top five point guard in this league. 
hands down. He reminded me of uh, Rod in the aspect of uh, uh, not getting enough credit. You know, okay. If, un, you know, uh, underrated. You know, mm -hmm. he, you know, he does everything. You know, he, he does everything. And I tell you what, you match him up against any of them guards. He ain't gonna back down. He his uh, uh, outside shooting has improved tremendously over the years, and he got that little little dog in it. Yes, he does. <laughs> he, he, he does. Yep. Oh yeah. And oh, as, yeah. as his backcourt mate, Bradley Beal, what are your thoughts on him and his game? I think you know a lot of people, uh, you know, barbershop talk. You know, oh man, he can't create his own shot, dude. This you know went from last year or year before. He averaged over twenty points in the playoffs, and and John didn't play. Uh, uh, one of those games. Yeah, one of those games. And then you saw what he did the other night. Mm -hmm. You know, when John, you know, he created his own shot. You know, I, if you look at John, you look at Bradley. Those guys has improved so much over the years because they work. They want they want to be great. And I think, you know, if you look at their, uh, the, the Wizards sitting in, what, third or fourth right now? Uh, third. If, if they, yeah, Sydney third, third. Boston's one, Cleveland two, and I believe Toronto, and then so it'd be fourth. Well, they fourth. Third or fourth, one or the other. Okay, but anyway, they got home court advantage. You know, even though the the other guys, you know, you know, I look at a basketball team. Okay, everybody got their job to do. Everybody got a part to do, and what's carrying them is you know the, the backcourt. Not not taking anything away from the big guys because you know you 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 need them too, but the way they are playing now, I I can see them in in, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And at which point is there any team in the East that can challenge the Cleveland? Mm -hmm. Or that's just a foregone conclusion that they're in the NBA Finals. You know, right now, if if if, if they can catch them the way they play right now, I, I think uh, the Wizards will have a, a shot. I think Boston will have a shot, and if. Kyle Lowry come back, you know. Cleveland, I mean, uh, Toronto, Toronto may, may may have a shot, but but if they kept him right now, they may have a shot. But Cleveland, man, loaded, oh, loaded. They, they are tough. They are tough. Last night, Darren, uh, Kyrie Irving and and LeBron didn't play. Mm -hmm. Darren Williams, who three or four years ago was in discussion as best point guard in the NBA, he's their backup. He goes for thirty eight points. Right, right. I saw. You got a guy who's capable <laughs> of scoring thirty eight points. And he's your backup point guard. Oh yeah, yeah. But and, you know, you got to give the credit to some of the uh, the uh, front office. You know, they they trying to put pieces around LeBron so he can succeed and they can win another championship. And uh, you know, let, when it was last night when they played Miami, mm -hmm. you know, you got you got two of your best players out. Well, three of your best players because Chris Thompson didn't play, mm -hmm. and you still went overtime. You know, with Miami, then they fight for the eighth. They, they fight for the eighth. Uh, uh, spot in, 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 in the Eastern Conference. So, it's going to be tough. I think it'll be tough, but I, I think the Wizards can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. What do you think about LeBron? Like you said, that team is loaded. What do you think about this era of the super teams? Which I pretty much say LeBron started with the, the Wash and the, well, excuse me, joining Wade and Bosch down there in Miami and then Golden State really now just adding KD and getting into the mix. And it seems like the best talent that NBA is reduced to two teams. What do you think about that whole concept? I know in your era that that wasn't exactly how things went. No, you know, back back when I played, you know, we super team. You know, I don't want to play with you. I don't right. want to play with you. I want to win. I want to play against you. Right. You know, and I think now, now, uh, 
a lot of, you know, everybody want to win a championship. Mm -hmm. Okay? Everybody can't win a championship, but everybody want to. And a lot of people say, you know, I, I want to go play with KD. They say, I want to go play with KD. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I want to go play with James Harden. All Everybody get on the same team. Uh, me personally, I don't like it. You don't it. like it. I no, see, I, 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 don't. I can see you were dancing around yeah, in a nice I, way I, to say it. Pers you don't like it. I, I don't like it because it, I think it takes away from the game. It takes, takes away from uh, uh, the competitiveness, you know. And, and you know, Micah didn't want to play with Isaiah. Right. Uh, 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 Magic didn't want to play with Bird. Right. Uh, you know, Barkley, you know, at the tail end, you know, he tried to do it. And it's not it's a completely it, different thing. It, it, he was, it was already done. To, 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 totally different. Right. It, it just takes away from the game, I think. But, you know, in this era, you know, you can go wherever you want to go. But it's just kind of, for me personally, it kind of takes away. Because I, I want to see, I, I would love to have seen, uh, when OKC uh, lost to Golden uh, State last Golden year, State last year, I will I will re really like to have seen them come back and say, you know what, we're gonna hit you in the mouth. Y'all got us that we're gonna hit you in the mouth, but that didn't happen. Nope. You know, if you see, if you go back in the '80s, early '90s, when Detroit was beating Chicago, Mike Michael didn't say, hey, I'm gonna go join them. Mm -hmm. You know. Mike said, you know what? We're going to find a way. We're going to add another piece here and there. We're going to find a way. We're going to beat. Then they end up beating. Uh, the same thing with Detroit. When Detroit and Boston was going in, you didn't see uh, Isaiah say, Bird, I want to join you. You're right. He was like, we're going to figure this thing out. We're going to beat you. And that's, I, for me, call me old school. I'm, but, that, but that's how I'm I think I, I grew up on it the same way. And, and just <clears throat> the errors, like you said, the we had the Bird versus Magic era, and then we had Isaiah had his run, and you know Isaiah had to go through Boston to get his run, mm -hmm. and then Mike had to go through Detroit to get his run, mm -hmm. and and you know and I I, I just like that, I, I, and every year you're wondering if this is the year that you know that this team gets knocked off instead of you know I, I feel like now we've the NBA is reduced to two and at most mm -hmm. three teams that have a shot at mm -hmm. winning an NBA title. So what you find is a lot of there's guys like a, a la. Uh, Paul George or Carmelo Anthony, who are just essentially just out there wasting their time. Yeah, they're yeah. on teams that have no shot uh, yeah. of 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 winning an NBA title. Right, and I and I think that's you know that's when you see them like you know I'm wasting my time here. So you know should I go and join somebody else? But I, for me, like I said, it's t I think it takes away from the competitiveness and takes away from from the league, man. Because I want to see guys going at it every night. You know, true. Two warriors going going at it against each other every night, and now, like you said, we got either Cleveland going to end up or or Golden State. State. Yeah, and, and you know, there's an outside shot that somebody like San Antonio, but other than that, that's it. That's, that's it for, for for the finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I feel like that's just not that's just not right. Even join Mike's run where he won three in a row. It wasn't just a foregone conclusion every year at all. I mean, matter of fact, those Knicks battles, every year you felt like the Knicks had a shot to, to knock them off. Yeah, no question. And, and that's what, that's for me, that's that's when basketball was real. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you get down and, okay, you know what? You got, you got the Bulls, you got the Knicks, and you know it's going to be a battle. Right. You know, Mike knew, you know, it was going to be a battle. Patrick knew it was going to be a battle. You know, you know. We're not going to join forces to, you know, to do whatever. We, we're going against each other. And at the end of the day, you know, we can shake hands and be friends. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't <laughs> agree with you more. In that era, 
and you would have been a power forward. Some of the greatest power forwards ever, a la Charles Barkley, Karl Malone, who, Kevin McHale, many say, I, I'll just take their word for it. Who would you say was the one guy that, that you knew you had to bring your A game when you had to play against them? No, when, when I, when I, uh, when I played, you know, I played a lot of small forwards. Okay. Okay. Well, I take I take this back. I had to guard. I played powerful, but I had to guard the small forwards. Mm -hmm. I had to guard guys like Scotty Pippen, Jane Ware, Larry Bird, those type of guys. Hall of Famers. Some of the greatest players I ever played. Every game. every night, mm -hmm. every night. You know, and Bernard, you know, he guarded the, like the powerful. Back then, the powerful kind of back it down. Yeah, you know, Bernard, right. you know, could handle himself. But I had to guard those type of guys, and the ones is, and I hate to say this because he's he's a friend of mine. The one I hate to guard was Scotty Pippen. Pippen, oh my goodness, he really. Was, I'm surprised you would say that. Anytime you six seven, and you can you know get the rebound and you can you go, know close. go go. So that means as soon as you get the rebound, I got to guard you. You know, like Charles and those guys. You know, Charles would bring it up every now and then, but Scott, as soon as he get it, he's gone, and you got to guard him. And he can take it to the hole, and then later on in, in his career, he's learned how to shoot the three. So he's probably my toughest one. But I tell you what, Bird and Worthy, those guys, they're they pretty good. Too. You know what? <laughs> While we're here, and that's funny, uh, DJ, if you're out there, I'm, I'm going to get uh, Harvey the tiebreaker, right? So... The conversation me and DJ had on the show, strictly offensively, strictly offensively, not all around, not career, strictly offensively, is Clay Thompson not better than Scottie Pippen offensively? He is. Okay, thank you. He is. Yeah. He is strictly offensively. Strictly offensively. Yeah, offensively. Clay Thompson is offensively a better player than Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Thank you. Offensively. Offensively. That's all I ask. Okay, okay, That's all DJ DJ tried to tell me that Scotty I feel like Clay Thompson, if you take him off I mean he's he's microwave. You know what I mean? He's he's instant offense. I mean, this is a guy who scored twenty and a quarter several times. I think at one point thirty seven and a quarter. Right, and he's six seven. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for tying that, for, for being a tiebreaker on that. I wish DJ was here. To, uh, I, I've been trying to tell him, and, you know, and, and not trying to take anything away from from uh, Scotty Pippen, but offensively, Clay Thompson is, he's, oh, yeah. a, he's a machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, 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 yeah. He's a machine. Um, the shooters of your generation, while we talk about Clay Thompson, a la a Bird or um, Reggie, what are those guys you think rank with these shooters? Well, I, I tell you what, I think... Uh, Reggie would be right there. Yeah, I think Reggie. Yeah, I think Reggie would be right there with him, and you know Ray Allen. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Bird. He could hold his own. He could hold his own, but I, I don't. He, he's not the, the shooter like Clay and Reggie and and and, and Ray was. So, but I, I, hey, I put I can put my money on on Reggie too. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, yo, you, you can ask the Knicks about Reggie. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and of course, see the people are already saying, "Is uh, is Clay Thompson better than Sky Pippen?" It's not what we said. I said no. offensively. We just said offensively. Leave the names yeah. off it. Just said <laughs> offensively, ability to get a bucket whenever you want. And, and I, I would take um, Clay. The Wizards now, which is you know the franchise that you spend back then would have been the Bullets, mm -hmm. uh, where you spend most of your career. You. You were drafted, drafted by the Bullets, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Then went to, uh, went to Portland, Portland for about two, two years three, or so, yeah. two yeah. or three years. Mm -hmm. And then you come back, and you're, that's would have been 95, 96? About 96. 96, 97. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. team has 
Juwan, Chris, Chris um, Rod, Rod came with me. Rod came with you, and you guys got this young team. You and Rod are the are the old men on the team. Right. That's probably scary yeah. thinking about yeah. that. Cavachini. <laughs> yeah, Cavachini. When you see this, and especially Weber, and, and it looked like such good things were on the rise, what did you think when the first time you get there and you see Chris Weber, Juwan Howard, the buzz that's around this city that had been dead for you know ten plus years or whatever. Now, what what were you thinking as you're now older? And I mean, weren't you thinking better years are ahead? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, oh uh, yeah, no question, man. No that question. first year you guys played the Bulls, and while you got swept, the first game was a uh, they beat you pretty good. Second game was like four points, mm -hmm. and the third game was like one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, when I when I came when I came back. You know, I saw the young talent. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, this 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 can be something. You know, maybe you know, we need a couple more pieces here and there. But you know, the the foundation is good. You know, the foundation is good. Then we played the Bulls. You know, even though we got swept, you know, it was some close, close game. Yeah, oh yeah, some close game. And then then I'm like, okay, now, you know, we can build from this. Mm -hmm. You know, we can build. From, even you know, my brother Michael said, hey man, y'all, ooh, y'all gonna be scared me from mm -hmm. here. So. And then I'm like, okay, you know, we we can build from this, you know. But you know, unfortunately, you know, things didn't turn out like that, and you know, uh, you know, pieces kind of got broken what, what, up. What do you think was the main mm -hmm. reason that that never happened? Was it? I mean, from what we hear as the fans, is Weber was just some out of control party animal, and him and Jawan were running the streets, doing everything, and, and you know, that they just had to get one one of them up out of there. No, I, I, I don't think that was the case. The, okay. the case was is like. You know, they was young, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, young, young people, and you know, just you know, just needed to grow. You know, and I, I think if if they had a, you know, just let everybody like grow together. You know, I think things things would have been different. You think that that team was blown up prematurely? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we should. You know, they should have. You know, just kept them intact, kept them intact. Because I tell you what, you know, if you look at the Bulls when they made their second three P, now you can't tell me Dennis wasn't. Totally out of control. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But, right. you know, they didn't ship him off, you know. So, you know, I think you just got to allow young people to grow, you know. When you saw Weber the first time, did you just think this was a man child? or? Oh, my goodness, man. I watched him, you know, in college. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this dude can't be 18, 19. He, he, you know, he had the body of a 25-year-old, oh, yeah. you right, know, right. big hands and just, you know, a great athlete, great athlete. And then, you know, when I got to play with him, Oh man, he was oh, he was one of the best guys that you can meet, man. Now, as I looked at that roster last night, and I'm doing my homework, mm -hmm. and there's a guy sitting at the end of that bench who played like two minutes a game by the name of Ben Wallace. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see that coming? Did you ever like when you see this Ben Wallace guy who's just a muscle bound <laughs> dude at, on, on the end of the bench? And if I had said to you in '95. That that guy right there is going to be, you know, four-time defensive player of the year and, you know, on the verge of a, a Hall of Fame career. Would you have seen? Did anybody see that coming? I, I don't. I don't think anyone saw that coming. But I can tell you this: when when Ben first got to the Bullets, we was in the gym just playing pickup. Now this is pickup. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you got a guy coming in from Virginia Union. Undrafted, right? Undrafted. Mm -hmm. You know, just trying to trying to you know make the team. He gets almost every rebound in pickup. In mm -hmm. pickup. This ain't, you know, how, how guys are, you go get a rebound. No, this guy get every rebound. So the signs were there. 
you know, it, it goes back to you have to let the kids grow. You gotta let them grow. And now I think uh, uh, organizations are more uh, tuned into letting the kids grow and see how they, you know, how, how they, you know, how they grow. That, that I want to just step back and think about. It. I mean, that Ben Wallace kind of. I feel like it kind of came out of nowhere because he just went from not even playing to next thing you know this dude's on the Pistons and he's he's I mean he's not just mildly winning the rebound he's, he's averaging like 17 18 you know and it's like wow and the next closest guys are like 12 right right and blocking all and blocking everything weak sides and all of that yep he used to tell me he was like yeah I don't care about scoring I want to block some shot and I want to rebound and then the next thing you know he was making 15 16 million a year being on championship team like you said on the verge of being in the Hall of Fame Come on, man. If you look up that, that team and in that little era there, the names that went through there, a lot of players went on to have great careers and just seemed like they never had a great career here. Do, do you feel whether it be – I mean, the, the Pistons actually won a championship with essentially a bunch of Wizards cast off with oh, Ray Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rasheed. Rasheed, Rasheed, right. Wow. Exactly. Do you see any correlation? Do you think there's any reason – I forgot. I even forgot about Rasheed. That all these players come through this organization – and don't exactly shine, but then go somewhere else and, you know, are polished up into, you know, almost Hall of Fame players. Yeah, but, you know, you, you, you also got to think, uh, when they went to Detroit, you know, they had uh, lots of vets on the team, too. And they, you know, they was allowed to grow a little bit, you know, grow a little bit. And then, you, you know, you have... Uh, who was the coach out there? I Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Yo, and he, Larry, great yo, great coach. One, one, one of the greatest. And and I think, you know, Larry, you know, demanded respect. You know, he demand, d demanded respect. And, uh, you know, once you have a guy like a Johnson, Johnson Billup, uh, uh, Ripped, uh, and then Rasheed, and somebody else was on that team. Tayshawn. Tayshawn Prince. Yeah, Tayshawn Prince. Then you got guys like that, you know. And, you know, guys like Ben and Rasheed, they, they, they fit right in, man. You know, I, I think it was a... Uh, 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 well put together team. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a well uh, put together team. And it was a great team. It was a great team. And it was just weird. I just feel like a lot of people have come through the Wizards. And then it seems like far too many times you're looking and you're watching players doing well. And they say, oh, that guy used to be a Wizard. Oh, that guy used to be a Wizard. <laughs> like, and it almost seems like they get the bad end of every trade. You know, they get the... They get the players one before they're ready to be good, and then they get the players after they've already been good. And, you know, it just seems, you know, it happens a lot. Yeah, but you know what? Now, you know, it's uh, things are changing. You know, you know, I, I think uh, uh, with the Wizard organization now, you know, things are changing. You know, the 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 culture the culture has changed, and 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 I said earlier, I can see, I can see if they catch them right now. That uh, the Wizards can be in the Eastern Conference Final. You know, I, I think they 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 are keeping their good players now. You know, they're paying them and they you know, and they keeping them. Yeah, well, they they the, they got their backcourt supposedly of the uh, future. Do you think that um, would you have maxed out Bradley Beal? Oh yeah, no, you had to. Okay, you had to. You can't. You didn't. Somebody else was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you you, you don't want a, a young talent like that to 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 get away. And you seen what he can do in the playoffs, you know. When a couple of years ago, average, you know, twenty points or more in the playoffs. You don't want you don't want talent like that to get away. And I think Ted and and, and the organization did a great job by signing. And what about Otto Porter? You know what? This year he came into his own. 
you know, he came into his own, and, uh, uh, you know, they're making so much money now, so, you know, if you make a hundred million a year, a hundred and thirty, you know, it's about the same. So, now we have Wall, Bill, Otto Porter. Is that nucleus right there good enough to go anywhere, or is, is don't you, I feel like, as long as Cleveland's there, isn't it just kind of irrelevant, though? Uh, I, I, I don't think you can have unless you you know you want to go over the luxury tax have three max guys you know, I, I don't think you can have that on the team but uh, that's a good core that's a good core you know I think they just need maybe one or two more pieces to because LeBron ain't getting in, in any younger right you know you know and and if the Wizards if they can just stay you know you know stand fast you know. I think you know, this team can be on the verge of something. And we, uh, I think right now there's a set schedule. They'd be with the Hawks in the first round of the playoffs. Um, they should be having no problem with them. Yeah, I think they can. They can beat the Hawks. You know, you know, they they gonna have to come out and play mm -hmm. because you know they're a well coached team and they play great defense. You know, and they can, you know, they can break you down and you know got three point shooters and you know and all. But if the Wizards come out and play the way they're supposed to play, you know, I think they they can they can get the Hawks. As we talked about the the great point guards that are in the league right now, while there's been so many great point guards in the league right now, it's almost like the big man is extinct. <laughs> what what do you think of the role of? I mean, we have, for example, if you the best big man, I guess would probably be um, Boogie Cousins. Um, he's been in the league now four or five years, hasn't even sniffed the playoffs. Um, back in your generation, it was a big man league in terms of. There was Dave Robinson's team, there was Akeem's team, there was Patrick's team, there was, I mean, even Rick Smith's, Brad, I mean, there was, a, the seventh, eighth best center at that time was a very good center. Mm -hmm. You know, you're still talking about Alonzo, Matumbo, right. I mean, a lot, a lot of big men. And it, it's gone to the point now where the whoever the best big men are, the teams are pretty much irrelevant. What, what do you think about the role of the big men today, in today's game? Like like you say, you know, now they use it as a stretch, stretch four, four right. or, or now you got you got seven footers coming out and shooting three. Do you like that? I hate that. Except for Dirk. Like, I feel like Dirk is, he's one, right. you know, but, and he wasn't a back-to-back scorer. And I, I, I hate the stretch four. I, I hate it. Mm -hmm. I hate that Boogie Cousins, who I consider the best big man in basketball two, three years ago, He's just down low banging. Now he's getting three to four three-pointers a game. But, um, I pulled up a stat. Brooke Lopez, coming into this season, had taken six career three-pointers. Six in his career. Mm -hmm. This year he was taking six a game. <laughs> and, and, and I hate it. Yeah. Because then nobody – and while he's taking six three-pointers a game – He's rebounding six rebounds a game, right? Right, 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 right. So what do you think of all these, you know, the role of the big men and all these stretch fours and, you know, whatever? Yeah, yeah. I'm call me old school again. I would like to see those type of guys like Boogie or Dwight Howe. You know, mm -hmm. Dwight, Dwight, Dwight ain't shooting threes, but, you know, I'd like to see them guys, you know, bang a little bit more. You know, bring bring that back to the to to the game. You mm -hmm. know, bring that roughness, toughness back to the game. But you know, I think it starts for me. It starts like in AAU. You know, they 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 get guys out there. You know, you know you you six eleven. You know, in the league you're going to be a small forward. So <laughs> you need to get out here and shoot threes. Right. I think that kind of takes away from 
what guys are now. Back when I played, you know, you have a David Robinson. You, David, you don't, you ain't shooting off the race. Right. You're gonna be in, in in the basket and 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 uh, who Patrick? You and Patrick. Patrick. Hey, I mean, but Patrick Ben not shot no uh, uh, right. no, no three point at Georgetown. Right. No, you know, right. Big John right. ain't gonna go for that. Right. So I, I I would like to see with them, you know, back to the basket a little bit more. Bring, bring that little rough toughness back to the game, but. Uh, you know, we live in a different time, Mark. <laughs> you said a name that jumped out, and I would have hadn't even planned to ask this, but you said Dwight Howard. Why isn't he better? He Don't you look at him? He looks like a super action hero. Oh, my goodness. His shoulders are, are as wide <laughs> as his table. Uh, muscles galore, can touch the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Why isn't mm-hmm. he any better? I, you know, I, I don't know him personally, mm-hmm. but what I've, what I've seen of him, you know, you, you have to work on your craft. You really, you know, I think one year he went down and worked with Akeem, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you had Patrick as his coach in Orlando. Remember, right. Pat was a, a an assistant down there in Orlando. Right, but you 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 gotta you you gotta want it. If I had if I had uh, uh, Magic Johnson or Mike or somebody working with me, I'm let me tell you, I'm gonna soak everything, everything up. Right, I'm, I'm gonna check my ego at the door. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm gonna soak everything up from them guys. And I often tell my friends, I said, I had to guard this guy in practice for four years every day, Bernard King. Mm-hmm. I had to guard him in practice every day. And if anybody knows Bernard King, he's straight professional. In practice, he's going he gonna to go gonna go 100% in practice. So I guarded him every day for four years. I've learned, I learned so much. He would take me to the sides of Harvard. You know, when you catch it, just swing through or something. And me, being, being a young kid, I soaked it up. So I think these, a lot of guys, you know, going back to Dwight, maybe he, he didn't soak it up, you know, you know, with a Patrick, with a Kim, and you know, or, you know, you, you just got, maybe your love for the game is not where it should be. You know, I don't know. Now, right, because <laughs> I, I, you watch that guy and you say, man, this dude is a tool, especially when he was early in Orlando, when all he could do was dunk and everything, you're like, man, once this dude gets some footwork and everything, and it just never happened. It's it's, it's almost like he's regressed. He's gone backwards. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think if he really wanted to be, as you know, one of the great big men's in this game, if he really, really, really wanted to, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think he's on the downside of his career now. But if he wanted to, he could have been. But you know, you gotta want it. You gotta want it more. When you saw. Charles Oakley getting carried out of the garden. What were you thinking? A tragedy, man. A tragedy. You got a guy, you know, Oakley's a friend of mine. You got a guy who gave his heart, blood, sweat, and tears for organization. For organization. He he is Mr. Nick. For them to do that shows you how, you know, once you're gone, you 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 you, you just another person, or you just you know you're a has been. And my thing when I saw it, man, I you know it just it it just it hurt me too much to, to to the core of my soul for 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 them to do that. They could have easy, Mark. They could have easy, you know. Anytime you bring twelve people right, around, right, oh, right. It, it, it it ain't gonna turn out good. <laughs> right. Now, if one guy had came up to Oak and said, "Hell, you know, you know, can can I talk to you in the back? I I, I need to talk to you, mm-hmm. 
I know nine times of ten. Oh, all right, you know, I'll go back there. Right. Then they could have handled it then. Right. But you're not going to bring 12 guys around home. And then you got the owner sitting there watching this. Watching this. After this man that gave you everything he had. Mm-hmm. It, it was a tragedy. I feel like the Knicks are just a dumpster fire. Crazy. Because meanwhile, while you say, you know, you're treating your ex-players like that. Look how they're treating Melo. Yeah, I mean, the, the, Phil Jackson's over there. He can't stop talking about Melo. <laughs> and this is his guy. This is a guy on his team. And, and they just can't stop for whatever reason it is. He, every shot, every chance he gets to take a swipe at Melo, he does. Right. But, you know, what, what's, what's good about Melo, he controlled his own destiny because he got a no-trade uh, clause in his contract. You know, if I'm Melo, if I get traded, I'm going to get traded to a contender. You know, Cleveland, uh, San Antonio, whatever. I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna. You know, if not, you know, me and the Knicks, we'll be there getting old together and not winning. As a, as you as you, as a small forward yourself, don't you feel in this superstar era, super teams and all of that? Don't you feel like Melo's getting getting the short end of the stick in terms of he gets bashed, he gets called a loser, he gets called of that when he won just didn't join a superpower team, and he really hasn't played on a team that was supposed to win anything. Or even close to, to it. Don't you feel like he's just he's the lost member of this era? That draft class of him, Bosh, Wade. First of all, they all ended up on the same team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's the, and he's the odd man out of, uh, on that one. And I feel like Melo is is one of the, one of the greatest scorers this league's ever seen, mm -hmm. and um, just a great scorer. And just not really getting the respect that he deserves in this era. Well, I I, I totally agree with you, Mark. You know. He is one of the guys that 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 you know that that jab step that one step jab step. Oh man, you know it's it's deadly. And from what they doing up there, you know, to him in New York, it's it's you know not putting you know promise him you're gonna get guys around him. From my understanding, and then you know you you're, you're not bringing the pieces around him to 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 get to that next level. So my thing is this: I'm, I I think they're just setting him up to fail, and. And a guy like Melo, he got pride. He got got a lot of pride, man. And and you know, hopefully he can, you know, maybe next year go somewhere that that he is really really appreciated. I hope so. His <clears throat> clock is ticking. But you know, this idea that he's some sort of loser and LeBron and Wade. You know, people, you know, that really don't know basketball say stuff like that. You know, uh, people that know basketball, been around it, and know the game and. And, and see what Melo doing do on a, a, a night basis. That no, that 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 guy's one of the better guys that ever played this league. Played in this league. You said AAU. What do you? There was no. You never played AAU basketball. No, no. Okay, no. Well, I don't even think it was a thing back then, right? No, it was like it was. five star camp. <laughs> right, right. Okay. What do you think that is playing in the role of the, of the game right about now? Especially because now you went through all of them with your kids. I'd imagine mm -hmm. they all played mm -hmm. AAU. And uh, now, what, what do you think of AA? You know, basically what your kids had to go through versus what you had to go through. Where I'd imagine you just played high school basketball mm -hmm. and you played at right. that high school that you went to. There mm -hmm. wasn't any of this transferring here and then I'm gonna no. transfer in there. And no, if no. I don't get enough playing time, I'm going to another school. You just went to no. your high school and you, you played you, basketball. You went to your high school and you played basketball, and then you went to the park and played. <laughs> right, 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 right. Outside. Okay? Right. So, what do you think of the way AAU? Has come in and, and almost turned it into anything but amateur sports. I I, I think it. Kobe's I, came out and said he thinks it's ruining the game. Yeah, it, it it teaches it teaches 
the, the, the kids not to respect the game. You know, it, it's, you know now it's uh, what kind of endorsement deal I'm going to get. You, you in freaking high school or uh, you 7th grade or 8th grade, uh, you know, what kind of endorsement deal and you got a coach over here doesn't have your best interest at heart. He can tell you that. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he, you know, he trying to send you to the next university. And, I, you know, I, I, I think I was blessed and lucky that as a parent, I'm there. I'm right there. A lot of parents don't have, you know. The free time. The, the free time and right, all resources that. Resources and, and all of that. Right. Now their kid are caught up in this. And, and then they say they make it to the NBA. Or say they make it. But they so caught up in this AAU coach. You know, slicing and dicing, you know, him or her, and they think, you know, they out the league. You know, <laughs> right. they out the league. They they last three years instead of, instead of thirteen years. So, you know, my my advice to parents, you know, AAUs, is some good, some bad. Just be aware, you know, of of, of the whole situation. Right. Um, and the name that you said, a friend of yours, uh, and the guy that you played with and against for a dozen years. Um, Patrick Ewing's been named the head coach of Georgetown. Um, what did you think when you heard that news? And, you know, what, what do you think of just that whole everything over there? I, I'm so happy for him, man. You know, he, he, deserved, he, he deserved to be a head coach in the NBA in our league. He deserved that, you know. You know, and you can't tell me that a player at, uh, with his credentials, okay, it just didn't come overnight that he shouldn't be a head coach in our league, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, to stay, you know, he paid his dues. Yes, he did. Uh, in, in, in the NBA as an assistant coach for like nine or ten years. And you're going to tell me we got 30-some jobs and he he couldn't get one of those? You know, I, I don't agree with that. But on the other hand, I'm so happy for him, man. You know, and I think he's going to do a, a great job over there. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Tell the fans, it's not going to happen mm-hmm. overnight. It's going to take a lot of hard work, a lot of recruiting, and, and, and the whole nine yards. So don't expect to, to win a Big East championship in the first year. That's my that's my concern because I, I echo everything you said about his NBA tenure and career on the court and on the bench as an assistant. My, my fear is, is that, one, I agree it's not going to happen overnight. And I feel like if it doesn't happen in three years, would have started here and why was he you know then it's going to be the second member of the John Thompson tree <laughs> you know and the fans are going to start saying you know he should never been the coach and I feel like if he were to lose that Georgetown job it, it, we would just never hear from Patrick Ewing again like it's not like he's going to lose that job and get another opportunity in the NBA as a head coach you know so that that's my fear I, I feel like the NBA owed him a head coaching job an opportunity yeah I, I, I totally agree with you 110% I, I think he should have been a head coach in our league, man. It's no reason. Those, you know, when it was maybe two years ago, two years ago, I think maybe six jobs, eight jobs opened up. And you're going to tell me, Patrick Ewing with his credentials and his, you know, basketball knowledge, you know, IQ, didn't get one of those jobs? Come on, man. That's not... Nah. Calcutta, who I believe is a Georgetown fan, I'm not sure, but he said he just wanted to let you know that you've done a hell of a job with your sons and a salute. And I would definitely uh, echo that. Appreciate that. And that you definitely have done uh, a great job. Do you ever just sit back and look and be like, 
have three kids that have played professional <laughs> basketball and yeah. another one still coming. Yeah, you know, you know what, my, I, 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 I do, and 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 I'm so blessed, man. I give the Lord all the credit in the world, and and but you know, and people are like, oh man, you know, you're so proud of your kids. They in the NBA overseas and and this, but you know, I tell people what I'm most proud about is they graduated. <laughs> right, you know, right, you. you know, and I didn't have to pay for them to go to college. <laughs> right. So that's that's what I'm mostly proud about. I think you know the basketball and all the other stuff. It's like like icing on the cake, you know, a gravy on some pork chops. Right, or something, got you, you know? got you. So that, that's why I'm most proud. But I'm so blessed, man. You know, and they good kids. You know, they 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 good kids. That that is awesome. Well, I think we've just about uh, touched on everything. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to say? Did I miss anything? No, just. Uh, you know, I I I can see the Wizards in uh, the Eastern Conference Final, brother. <laughs> Wizards, in, so you calling that Wizards in the Eastern Conference Final? But no further than that. What what if they were to run into the Cleveland? What what type of pressure you think they could put on Cleveland? Six, maybe uh, seven. Maybe yes, yeah, six. I'm, I'm I'm looking at six, but you know, once you get there, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Anything, anything can happen, man. You don't. What about <clears throat> Boston or Toronto? How do you think that the Wizards would match up with them? I think they'll match up with them very well. Very well. Yeah, very well. Very well. I, I can see uh, the Wizards beating them. I, yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. I can see that. But you know, they get to the Eastern Conference they have, you know, have a little trouble with you know the King. How about Boston's Isaiah <clears throat> Thomas and John Wall? Those two right there. Who, who, who's the better point guard? I'm taking John all day. All day. All day long. Isaiah had a great, 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 great season, but it's just John just. He's six four. He can go left, go right, jump and improve, and he, he's much bigger. You know, like with, you know, once the playoffs come, and you got you got uh, when teams got time to really scout you and everything, you know, his you know Isaiah height is gonna come in mm -hmm. you know, to 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 hurt him a little. Five bit. nine, yeah, for five whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's way down Being generous. Yeah, yeah, definitely be. Speaking of his name, Isaiah Thomas, is it me or do you feel like Isaiah, the realized the Detroit Pistons Isaiah Thomas, doesn't get the love and basketball history that he should? You talk about the real. Yeah, oh, the Pistons one, yeah. Uh, I feel like I don't hear his name that much. Yeah, he, he, Isaiah is not one of those. Guys, uh, from my from my experience, like to be in the limelight too much. He, yeah, that's that's not him. You know, we we spent a little time together. It's, that's not him. But what I was really really sad about back in eighty, whenever they uh, assembled the Dream Team One, the, yeah, yeah, and they left him off. So do you know anything about that? Nah, do you, do you, I, mean, I don't know. You heard Mark, you heard the whole Mark conspiracy and all, and <laughs> then, uh, uh, one guy by the name of Michael Jordan kicked him off. Uh, no, uh, you don't know anything about that. I don't that. know anything about uh, that. Uh, <laughs> that'd be one of those things we we'll talk about later. You don't know anything about that. No, I, I think uh, I, I, when I watch Isaiah and you watch those old tapes, and he, he was a bad boy, man. He, oh, that dude could boogie. Hey, when, when they played the Lakers. Uh, when he hurt his ankle, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, that that was that was a a, a game for the ages, man. Well, like a damn near broken ankle, went yeah. out there in the fourth quarter and still dominated. Yeah, had like twenty some points. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm like, wow, that's, that guy, that's, that guy's amazing. Yeah. Is there one player that you played against that you would say nobody ever mentions this guy, but he's so much better than people people think? Mm. That I played I mean, that you played against that it was just you know always flew up. Everybody knows about Carl and Charles and and Pippen and, and those guys. It's the one player you're like, man, that guy was a lot better than people think he was, or played with. That you mm -hmm. would think that 
Can't think of anybody off the no, top. I of can't head. really can't think of anybody off the head. I know it's, it's somebody. Right. So I really can't think of one right now. But uh, I tell you what, it was a guy up in play with the Sixers. His son played at K State. Uh, 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 Ron, uh, what's Ron? Uh, he was a small forward. Played for for the Sixers. Played for the Sixers. This, this is way back. Okay. And I I know his uh, I know his son well. Too. His son played at K State. Okay. Well, he was he uh, he, 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 he could do it. Yeah, he was a handful for me. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Harvey. Well, I want to take this time to thank you. For uh, coming out and joining the podcast and sharing your your knowledge and your your stories and uh, your time with us, most important, and also to let anybody out there know I've um and let you know I've known Harvey for about geez, like fifteen oh. years now, probably <laughs> some some ridiculous amount of time, and uh, I, all I can say is the, the one class personified, like one of the greatest, nicest men I've ever met, and always carried yourself so classy and I think that you're a role model for for a lot of these kids out here and and, and you know just your kids saying that I can understand how they can they be because I mean I know that you're very active in their life and you know just want to give you your your kudos and you know you, you've done a great job with your kid and you've done a great job uh, in general in your community and, yeah. you're, and you're awesome you know and, you, and I thank you very much for your time and coming out and helping just a little guy like me and you know join us on our podcast we appreciate that a great deal I appreciate it man and you know I I enjoy this. I hope you can have me back one yeah, day. Yeah, you know, when DJ comes back, we can all do we can all do a little, yeah. you know, talk talk and all that. But it, <laughs> but it was definitely a pleasure to have you. And uh, best of luck to you and your. So will you be going to? Because I guess it looks like both of them are going to have a shot yeah. in the playoff mm-hmm. at, at making a playoff. And I, I was just uh, talking about uh, this morning. I'm, I may have to fly to uh, either Oklahoma. You know, you know, day before the game, spend some time with the sun and go to the game, then fly out the next morning to Chicago and, you know, spend a day before and then go to the game. So I might have to do that because I will be in both places. Okay, that, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. You know, early in the year, real quick, your son in Chicago got a chance to play. There was a lot of funny business going on over there in Chicago with the Rondo situation and what and whatever. How, does your, how do you deal with something like that in terms of, you know, you don't really know what's going on. You don't want to be involved in the middle of it. But this is your opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. You know, when 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 he when he got to Chicago, you know, he he I think he started, or when when they had a little problem with Rondo or whatever, then he started like twenty games. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he was you know he was playing decent. You know, you know for a second year player. You know, okay, and then Rondo came back. And then he didn't. You know, my son didn't play for like five games. You know, I you know I called him. We we talked about. It. I'm like, hey, I said it's the NBA. You know, it's it's a privilege to be here. So, you you will get your chance again. You just got to be ready. He was like, Dad, you know, I, I be killing. I said, son, just listen to me. I've been around this game <laughs> for a while. He said, okay. And I said, you know, you smile. Be the first one to practice. Last one to leave. You do what your coaches ask you to do. And you know, yeah. I know you can play. You belong in the league. So, and so he started to play a little bit more, and then uh, Rondo got hurt again, and he'd been starting the last two or three games. He been, he been averaging like fifteen, sixteen okay. points. Uh, last night he had like 17, 17 points and 11, 12 assists. 
And then I text him like career high, career yeah, high, twelve yeah, assists, right. two steals. And I, I saw that go across the ball yeah, on the screen I, last night. I said, I t- you could get your shot. You just got to be ready. Now think about if he wasn't ready mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody else would have been in there. Do, so. do you find yourself? Would you say you're a tough critic on your sons, or you try not to beat them up? I used to be. I used to be. You know, like. You know, when when they were a little, little younger. But now, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, if that was me, I'd have shot the ball. Or, you know, you got to be more aggressive. You know, that's, you know, I always tell them, you ready for a coach to dial you down, then dial you up. So, <laughs> right, right, okay, I got you. <laughs> so, you know, you, you go out, you be aggressive. You know, you be aggressive because that's what this league is about, being aggressive. You know, and when you're supposed to pass, you pass. You know, when when you don't know something, ask someone to invest on your team. You know, they they they'll lead you in the right direction, hopefully. Okay, that, I mean that just must be so awesome to have that relationship, and you know, to be able to call your dad. Do your kids do your kids listen to everything you say, or sometimes it's like old time you don't know what you're talking a- absolutely about? Absolutely not. They don't <laughs> listen to me all the time. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> okay, that 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 only that only makes but, sense. But, but what I did though, when uh, my son from from Oklahoma, when, when he didn't play for like a few games. So I sent him a, a, a film of me when I was in college. We was playing uh, Louisville in the Final Eight. Man, we played Purvis, Purvis. Purvis Ellis. Yeah, we played them. And I think I had like 34 and 16. And I sent him the, you know, the YouTube thing. And then I, 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 wrote, I, I emailed, I mean, I texted him like, I said, you don't have to be the biggest, you know, the biggest on the court to get things done. And then he texted me back, he was like, you know, thanks, Pop, you know, I, I totally agree. So you don't have to be the biggest guy on the court to get it done. You know, you just got to have the will to go out there and do it. Do your sons talk a whole bunch? Are they- oh, man, they so close, man. They they talk, man, every day. Okay. Oh, they, they, they talk every day. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you think that uh, you never got a chance to, but what was the last highest level you played with? Are you, did you guys play in college one year together? Yeah, we no? played one year together at Clemson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you, like, you see the um, Morris twins and stuff like that, and they got a chance to play, and then they, you know, seemed very upset when they got separated. Was, was that something you would have wanted to do? Play on, play with Harvey and Horace uh, in the NBA, or not really? Uh, I, I, yeah, at the, tw- uh, at the end of my career, you know, if I could have got one of them champions, you know what I'm saying? Right, you know, right. I, I wanted to ride out in the sun also. Wouldn't have been there to play with him. You've been there to play with Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not so much play with him, but play with the teams. That oh, yes, yes. Absolutely, I, absolutely. All right, again, Harvey, thank you very much for your time. And for everybody out there who uh, tuned in and listened, we also appreciate your time. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the whole show, the um, whole video will be up on the Players Voice uh, website, on the Players Voice Facebook page, as well as you can go on um, iTunes. Just type in uh, Players Voice, the Barbershop. The audio will be on there, as well as the TuneIn app, uh, Google Play, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Just type in the Players Voice, um, the Barbershop, and you can go to the um, Harvey Grant uh, episode and listen to the whole interview. It has been a pleasure, my man, and I thank yeah. everybody out there for tuning in. And for your continued support. And we will see you guys uh, again later. All right. Thanks.